Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one it's the Game Week 11 preview. So I'm going to go through a couple of bits of injury information and then answer some of your questions as well. So if you enjoyed the video make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already and let's jump into it. All right, let's start off with some injury news around Gabriel Jesus. Now, it's worth saying this hasn't been confirmed by the club yet. We know he's out injured, but Mikel Arteta hasn't given a time frame or anything like that. And I'm not sure he's going to because he said last time he gave a time frame and it's wrong and he doesn't want to do that again. But Jordan Davies tweeted yesterday and said, Gabriel Jesus' camp expecting to be out until the start of December, missing Arsenal's next six games in all competitions. So that's not just Premier League games currently limited to doing gym work for now now that is on the sun website it's not really a source that i would trust but sometimes there's no smoke without fire and given that jesus has had a few injuries over the last season or so it wouldn't be completely surprising to see him out that long and that arsenal wouldn't want to rush him back so let's say he is out until the start of december what does that mean for inketia because he is the main player that comes in when jesus is injured for that number nine spot now fixtures just in november because we have the international break between game weeks 12 and 13, there's only actually three in November. So you've got Newcastle away for game week 11, Burnley at home before the international break, and then Brentford away after the international break. Now, if they were the only three fixtures you were going to get, you'd probably just ignore Inketia entirely. But the interesting thing is, Wolves at home in game week 14 is the 2nd of December. So if Jesus is out until then, who knows whether he'll be back training, whether he's going to be fully fit, whether they want to rush him straight back in. So you might get the Wolves at home game as well. And then Luton away is only three days later, on the 5th of December. So there is a chance you might get all the way up to game week 15 with Nketiah, which would look pretty good. Outside of Newcastle away in 11, it's then Burnley at home, Brentford away, Wolves at home, and Luton away, which is a pretty nice run for a player that costs 5.6 million. He has gone up 0.1. And obviously it might be that Jesus ends up being out even longer in which case you've got a cheap, fairly nailed on player when Jesus is out with good fixtures. So I do like the idea of bringing him in. I will say though, for most people, there is no rush this week whatsoever. Most people are on a 3-5-2. Even if you're on a 3-4-3, I would say a lot of you have probably got two or three 
of Haaland, Watkins, Alvarez, Nunez, maybe a few Cannon Wilsons thrown in as well. None of those players are worse than Nketiah this week. So you do not need to bring him in this week unless you think you're really going to be priced out. But bearing in mind they're all more expensive than him. No issues whatsoever. If you've got like a Solanke and you really want to get rid of him, then maybe you could go straight to Nketiah. But for most people, there's no need to bring him in this week. You can reassess, see what Arteta says on Friday ahead of the Newcastle game, see what he says the week after ahead of the Burnley game, see if there's any updates about Jesus, and then make your decision in game week 12. Even someone like me that has got João Pedro, I think there's a good chance he'll start this week, and Everton away is better than Newcastle away. There's just no need to kind of rush into this decision. So he's worth thinking about. Because if you are going to get that run of four games for 5.6 million, that's pretty cheap. But obviously keep in mind that he's a transfer in. And then when Jesus is back, he's a transfer straight back out again. So unless you think the Jesus diagnosis is wrong and he's going to be out longer, you know, over the space of four or five games, it's one transfer in and one out. So it might be that you carry Haaland and Watkins and Alvarez through and you just never worry about it unless that money is going to be really useful for something else. So I thought that was interesting to talk about. Nketi is probably going to get at least three Premier League games, maybe more, but it doesn't suddenly make him essential or anything like that. So there was some news around Sven Botman as well. Now, we know he's been struggling with a knee injury. We heard that he might be back after the last international break, possibly game weeks 9 or 10. Then the news was he wouldn't be back until after the next one, so kind of game week 13 onwards. But I actually think it's going to be a little bit longer than that. So uh, this is a tweet from Keith Downey. He said, Eddie Howe reveals Sven Botman has had a setback in his recovery from knee injury. And he said, there's an issue there. We are working through various options to try and diagnose the injury properly. So they still don't know exactly what the injury is right so that is a cause for concern in itself does he fall into the longer term category yeah perhaps we're awaiting clarity i think he is going to be out for a long time so what are the knock-on effects with this i guess it makes the newcastle defense slightly worse because Sven botman is a mainstay in that back four but i still think they're one of the top five defenses so it wouldn't concern me massively the player that's going to benefit the most is Lascelles, right? And obviously, he is very cheap. I think he's 4 million. He went up from 3.9. So he seems quite nailed on at the moment. There are other setups that Newcastle could go for. We saw last night, it was um, kind of Kraft and Dummett that played centre-back. Now, I'm not expecting those two to play a lot of games, but in the really easy ones, maybe one of those could come in. I think it will be Lascelles for the most part, though. Some people have suggested that they could play Dan Byrne left centre-back and play Lewis Hall left-back. And I'm not saying those things can't happen, but I do think for the most part, Lascelles is just going to play most of the matches, if not all of them, while Botman is out. In terms of bringing him in, it's probably not the right time to do it unless you really back the Newcastle defence in these slightly tougher games. And I think in the next four, they've got Arsenal, Chelsea and Man United all at home. And look, I get it. Newcastle, better team than Chelsea right now. Definitely a better team than Man United, as we saw in the Carabao Cup last night. But I would still expect that most of those teams to score. And I know Man United didn't last night, right? And Newcastle had a lot of changes. They played really well. But also players like Fernandes, Rashford, etc. didn't start. So I don't think it's a great time to bring Newcastle defenders in. But Lascelles is only 4 million. So this is to enable a bigger move. And most of the time you're just going to sit him on the bench. I think perfectly fine. And by the time you get to kind of game, it's 15, Everton away, 17, Fulham at home, 18, Luton away, 19, Forest at home, etc., they are games that you could play him in. So it's a bit like Gabriel Jesus. We don't have official confirmation from the manager or the club exactly how long Botman is going to be out for. But I don't think this sounds good whatsoever. They don't know what the injury is just yet. And, that, and now Ed, even Eddie Howe is questioning, is he going to be in that long-term 
category of being out for a while he even says yeah perhaps i just think he will be so lasalle's definitely an option at the moment but there's no rush to bring him in unless you need that money to enable another move all right let's get into some of your questions do we need more man city players for the bournemouth game and i think in game week 11 this is one of the best fixtures on paper lots of people already have at least one man city player usually erling harden if you don't have him you've probably got alvarez but not a huge amount of people have doubled up or even tripled up on Man City at the moment. So if you want to add more players, there's two questions to ask yourself. One, is the player I'm bringing in a good short-term hold? And two, is there a better alternative from a different team altogether? And if we look at the fixtures that Man City have got, right? Bournemouth are home, fantastic. Let's just say they could easily win that 3 or 4-0, right? It wouldn't be unreasonable to think that could happen but straight away afterwards they got Chelsea away Liverpool at home and Spurs at home now Man City best team in the league they'll probably win it again but you would say with those three fixtures there's less chance of scoring three or four goals and there is more chance of conceding right so not getting a clean sheet so I don't think on paper those three fixtures afterwards are great so if we think about the attackers obviously Haaland if you've got him you're just keeping him all the way through I think Alvarez is better this week against Bournemouth at home than Watkins is away to Forest. But in game week 12, Alvarez has got Chelsea away and Watkins has got Fulham at home. So although Alvarez is better this week, I think over the next two, Watkins is better. So unless you need that money for a big move elsewhere, I just don't see why you would bring Alvarez in. If you look at the midfielders, I think there's too much concern about rotation between the likes of Grealish and Doku. Foden's been getting quite a few minutes. But also, midfield is stacked in FPL, right? You've got Salah, Son, Madison, Saka, Diaby, Matoma, Umbermo uh, as well, and probably a bunch of names I've forgotten. So if you bring Foden in, he could be a really nice differential this week. But then it's Chelsea away, Liverpool home, Spurs at home. It just doesn't look that great on paper. And I do think transfers should be thought about a bit more than just kind of one-week punts at this stage of the season. Like, if you're dead-ending into a wild card, like, if you're a wild card in game week 12... Absolutely, I'd go all in on Man City. But if you're not, it's probably just not worth it. And then you look at the defence. I just don't think those fixtures are great for clean sheets. And then you've also got Aston Villa away in 15, which I think Man City can go and win that game. But they probably will concede as well. And I just don't think there's too many defenders I'd want to kind of spend the money on in City. Like Vardy at 5 million could be a nice option, right? I don't mind him at all. Good chance of a clean sheet this week. But then the three or four fixtures after that, plus possible rotation at some point like he is starting the majority of games but there's always that old game he's going to miss out and that would just worry me enough to not bring him in and if you think about popular defenders at the moment you've got cash Simakas. obviously a lot of people on gabriel he could be a problem you could go to saliba obviously gay is cheaper at crystal palace they've got good fixtures like when estrapinian's back because of how good brighton's fixtures are i think i would prefer him to a man city defender so i think they are fantastic this week but do we need more I think the way most people's teams are set up, probably not. All right, let's talk about Pedro Neto. And it is worth saying that at the time of recording, we still don't know exactly how long he's going to be out for. Given that it's a hamstring issue, you would expect him to miss at least a couple of games. But in terms of the severity of that injury, we'll have to wait until the press conference tomorrow. And obviously, I'll update you in final thoughts. So do you think Huang or Palmer is the best replacement for Pedro Neto? Or should I play Charlie Taylor and roll the transfer? Now, that last point, I think, is... A good one because there are lots of options you can go to for Pedro Neto but I don't think any of them are like so good that you've got to get them in this week so if you do have someone on the bench you could play instead 
you want to reassess next week and have two transfers i think that's a perfectly reasonable call to make so you could just bench pedro neto if you want to replace him which i think most people will then i do like huang as a direct replacement i think the fixtures for wolves are pretty good obviously there's question marks about how good they will be without neto because he probably is their best attacker but on paper from game weeks 11 to 16 they get to play all of Sheffield United away, Fulham away, Burnley at home and Forest at home. There is Spurs at home in 12, Arsenal away in 14, which aren't as good. But overall, for a player that costs 5.5 million, he's pretty decent. I wouldn't rule Cole Palmer out. I know the fixtures aren't great right now, but there is a money save in there and he's on penalties. And I think long term, even if he doesn't keep penalties, right? And let's say Nkunku comes back and he takes them. I think he was the player that most people expected to be on penalties at the start of the season before he got injured let's say that happens as long as Cole Palmer keeps playing I think with the fixtures Chelsea have long term he's still a really good enabler for our teams and that 0.6 million sorry 0.5 million difference might not feel like much but it could have a big impact later on I just think when you're on penalties as well there's just always a chance of kind of getting points from nowhere so obviously We've discussed Chelsea quite a bit as well. Not necessarily Chelsea, but Cole Palmer quite a bit recently. Spurs away this week. Man City at home in 12. Newcastle away in 13. Next three fixtures aren't great. Although, sometimes you just have to dial it back and say you've got a 5 million attacker whose minutes look really good and he's on penalties. It's really not the end of the world if you had to play him in these three games. But after that, the fixtures get decent. Like, Brighton at home is a good fixture for an attacker. Man United away probably is as well. Then Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Wolves at home, Palace at home. I cannot guarantee you Cole Palmer will keep his place and carry on having good minutes. But I think he's a good bet that that could happen, right? So I think he's a good option. And I actually think, depending on how your team is set up, I would maybe even consider him the best replacement just because of the money saving more than anything else but you'll have to look at your future transfers and decide whether or not you need that cash later on i also think Adingra is the same price as palmer and i think his minutes i think they have to be good right now um you know players like jao pedro or ansu fatty they could play on the right and maybe they have done at certain times this season but most of the time they're playing central so with Solly march out for a long time Adingra, I think, is first choice right wing, and Matoma is obviously first choice on the left wing. And the fixtures for Brighton are pretty good for quite a while. Like they do have some trickier ones thrown in: Chelsea away in game week 14, Arsenal away in 17. But the majority outside of those games are pretty decent. So if you want someone at that five million price point, but you don't want to go for Palmer because of the short-term fixtures, then I really like Adingra. And I don't know. There's just part of me. It's hard to know what you would do in this situation, right? Because I can I can tell you what I would do, but it's always different when you actually own the player. I just feel like I'd be more leaning towards going for those cheaper options than Huang. I don't know. I call it a gut feeling, whatever you want. I know the fixtures are good for Wolves. It's just something that worries me a little bit about that pick. I don't know. At five point five, I think Huang is the best option. I'm just not sure he's worth the extra point five. But I could be completely wrong. I think Gordon's not a bad option. Minutes are great for Newcastle at the moment. The fixtures are a bit tougher, of course. But he's less than 6 million. You can't really complain about that too much. The other one is Douglas Louise. I would still go absolutely nowhere near him. And I know I said that last week. And he's got an assist, right? And he looks great, etc. But you've now missed the loot in a home game. He put up 0.13 expected goal involvement. His numbers are awful. This is not going to carry on unless he keeps getting penalties. And he got Forest away, Fulham at home, and Bournemouth away, three of the next four, which isn't bad. 
but there are some trickier fixtures kind of longer term as well i just i can't get behind a douglas louise fit i don't care he can go and get an assist next week and a goal the week after i still won't pick him it's like james ward prowse you remember when he was essential and no one's talking about him i really do feel like douglas louise is going to be that player but look aston villa fans think i've got it wrong so does everyone else that owns him so you know go with him if you want um otherwise i don't think there's really too many other players to consider i think i would go to huang over gordon at the moment just because of the fixtures but I think I wouldn't rule out Palmer and Adingra and just save that money because it could come in handy later on. So should we be looking at Everton options like Calvert-Lewin, Decorey or Branthwaite? And I think with the attackers, maybe. I wouldn't completely rule them out and I'll talk about them in a minute. With the defenders, probably not. I just don't think the fixtures are good enough anytime soon. Not just in the short term, but also the long term as well. So I was having a look at them and from now until, what is it, game week 24... Any good fixture they have is away from home, and there's just not a huge amount of good fixtures either. So even if we look shorter term, like the next six game weeks, they've got to play all of Brighton, Man United, Newcastle, and Chelsea at home. The two best fixtures on paper in the next six are Palace away in 12 and Forest away in 14. So they're both away from home, which isn't ideal. I know they've just kept a clean sheet against West Ham away, but that's not the kind of defence that I'd want to be targeting. And even if we look longer term... Game week 17, Burnley, not bad, but it's away from home. Then it's Spurs away, which is tricky. Then it's Man City at home in 19. Then you've got Wolves away in 20. So again, Wolves may be okay, but it's away from home. Then it's Villa at home, good attacking side. Then it's Fulham, but it's away from home. Then it's Spurs at home. Then it's Man City away. So there's just not a run of games, even like two or three games in a row, where you're going to want to play, uh, yeah, want to play an Everton defender. So you're not going to spend more than $4 million anyway, and even if you were looking at Branthwaite at 4 million as an enabler, I would argue that if Botman's going to be out for a while, Lascelles at Newcastle is a superior option because the Newcastle defence is just better. And I think even though the Newcastle fixtures right now are not great on paper, they do get better sooner than they do for Everton. So I probably wouldn't be looking at an Everton defender. Even as an enabler, I'd probably risk Lascelles over Branthwaite. I wouldn't rule the attackers out completely. Actually, I should have probably put Decorey in the conversation when I was talking about Pedro Neto replacements because somehow he has put up 0.47 expected goal involvement per 90 minutes so far this season and 0.39 is expected goals. Now, do I think that will continue? Probably not. But he is someone that has got a bit of license to get forward. It's not like he's taken a penalty or anything like that. He's absolutely nailed on for 90 minutes pretty much every single game. I don't hate it as an option. And I think you could frame the fixtures over the next four is not that bad for an attacker so brian at home brian always concede right they haven't kept a clean sheet yet i will be looking at estupinian soon but i wouldn't expect a clean sheet this week necessarily palace away okay man united at home having some troubles at the moment forest away they're not bad on paper but i still think there's better options out there like i wouldn't rule decory out but i do think that huang adingra and palmer are probably all better calvert will be the one that would interest me the most because he takes up a forward spot. And obviously, I've got Jao Pedro right now. Some people are looking at Nketiah as a short-term move. When he's fit, Calvert-Lewin is basically nailed on. I do think that because he's had fitness concerns, when we get those midweek fixtures, so game week, um, which one is it? Game week 15 is a midweek game. So they play Saturday the 2nd and Thursday the 7th. But even then, there's a bit of time between those games. But then they've also got to play on Sunday. Will Calvert-Lewin play all three of those matches? I wouldn't be so sure.
But he is a player that in the past has been very good. I think he's an underrated number nine just because for so long he's been injured or had issues and not been able to play a run of games. But in the last four matches, he's played 90, 82, 60, and 88 minutes. He scored two goals in that time as well. I think for 5.8 million, there are definitely worse options out there. Like right now, obviously Nketiah looks great while Jesus is out. But at some point, Jesus is going to be back. So I don't completely hate Calvalu. And I'd assume he's on penalties as well. I think, I can't even remember the last time Everton had a penalty. Maybe it's recent, I've just forgotten. There was a time when him and Richarlison were kind of competing a little bit. But obviously Richarlison isn't there now. And I just don't think there's any other players that would take a penalty ahead of him. So for 5.8 million... You get a player that looks pretty nailed on right now. His minutes are looking good. He has shown a bit of fitness, started the last four, and he's on penalties. There are definitely worse options out there. But again, when I'm thinking about players to bring in, I'm always trying to, or when I'm making content, I'm always thinking about the overall FPL landscape. And if you're sat there with Haaland, Watkins, Nunez, Alvarez, Wilson, who who knows who else, and Ketia, right? Is there a need to drop any of them for Calvert-Lewin? Probably not. So it's just one of those things at the moment where the fixtures are against the defenders and there's just so many other options. You're probably not looking at Decore or Calvert-Lewin. But Calvert-Lewin, I would not be surprised if he ends up doing, uh, going on a bit of a run as long as he keeps getting minutes. But there's always those fitness concerns to worry about. So this question's about freeing up money. Should I sell Odegaard to Huang this week? It would free up money for next week and gives options. Or should I just roll the transfer and wait until next week? Now, the reason that I picked this question is not because of the two players mentioned, but because a lot of people ask me similar stuff. Should I sell this player for that player? That's going to give me money. And my usual next question is what do you need that money for? And if there isn't a good answer, I would probably wait on making the move. Now, in FPL, it's really hard to give evergreen advice because every single game that you're taking into account new information, fixtures, what's going on with that team, that player, etc. But generally, if you are downgrading the player and you're not really sure what that money is for, unless that player is definitely a better option, both this week and in the coming weeks, I would just wait. I'd rather roll the transfer and get more information. So in this case, right... Is Odegaard great right now? No, I've got a few concerns. His numbers aren't looking great. I think the Arsenal attack hasn't performed as well as it has done last season yet. But as well as much as he's got Newcastle away this week and Huang has got a better fixture, Sheffield United away, in game week 12, Odegaard's got Burnley at home. So unless you desperately need that cash for another move, I would just wait and then reassess your options next week. Is it going to be great to sell Odegaard before Burnley at home? No, but if you really needed to, you could make that move. If you're in a position, right, and obviously you can um, put this example to your own players, let's say Odegaard was dropping in price and Huang was going up, and you knew that once you made that move to Huang, you'd have the exact money to make another move you're 100% sure you want to make, then maybe you do it this week. But if not, and money's not that tight, and you're not sure that Huang's the best replacement, or you're not sure if you want to get rid of Odegaard, or you're not sure what you need that money for, I just think having two free transfers is much better and because of the fixtures they both got after this week i don't think that it's a guarantee that huang is a better option than odegaard anyway so generally my viewpoint on freeing up money is you want to kind of be using that straight away or you want to be 100 certain the player you're bringing in is someone you want for the long term if any of the answers to those questions are i'm not sure or i don't need that money i'd probably just hold on a little while longer or even just to next week
So here's another overall strategy question. With all the great options this season, are we overmanaging our teams? Are we better off leaving it alone? Now, I've said myself that at times this season, we're going to take out really good players for other really good players. And sometimes that is going to backfire. I do think there's a lot of great options, especially in midfield, maybe slightly more so than last season. But overall, I don't think what we're having to deal with this year is much different to previous years. And the reason that I think that is because I've seen questions like this before. And I think as FPL managers, and probably just humans in general, to be honest, we tend to focus on what's gone wrong instead of what's gone right. So if I think about my wildcard team for game week 10, lots of the focus will be on the fact that I overmanaged and I took out in Burmo. He got a golden assist against Chelsea. Maybe I should have just left him in. But I also took out Trippier, who blanked. And I've gained from that decision. So should I be leaving it alone to keep in Burmo, or should I be overmanaging to get rid of players like Trippier? Ultimately... When you make decisions in FPL, they're not always going to work. And I think the the moment you kind of realize that and accept it, the easier it is to kind of take out players and essentially what some people would call over-managing. And I actually think there's an edge to be had because, and I don't want to keep using Trippier as an example because over the next four weeks, he might absolutely smash it. But generally, when a player does really well with really good fixtures, People find it hard to detach from the fact it might have been the fixtures that caused that. We start seeing that they're essential, they're in form, it doesn't matter about the fixtures they've got coming up. And there is an edge there, and it won't always work. I took out in Burmo for Matoma, lost out on a lot of points. I took out Madison for Saka. I haven't gained or lost anything with that decision. But taking out Trippier enabled me to keep Son. It enabled me to keep Watkins. Watkins didn't do anything last week. But over the next couple of weeks, who knows what might happen. So I think there's an edge there. Ultimately you're always trying to get more points. That's the only thing we're trying to do in FPL. So if you've got, I don't know, James Madison who's just absolutely smashed it for five game weeks, but he's had great fixtures, and you want to swap him to Saka or whoever it might be who's got better fixtures coming up, that is a move that you should make, even though it might backfire, because hopefully more than 50% of the time, that will be the correct decision. So I don't think we're overmanaging our teams. I think sometimes... You know, stuff, I, won't, I won't swear, but stuff happens in football and FPL. I don't think we're better off leaving it alone. I think there's an edge there. And if people start thinking that we, they should leave their teams alone, I think that's better for those of us that want to try and get those extra points as we move forward. So for those of us with less team value, which would you sacrifice out of Son, Saka, Salah, Haaland and Watkins? So no Trippier as part of this conversation. I guess this is another way of saying in which order would you put them in terms of priority. And there are differences in prices and stuff like that. You should take that into account when making this decision for your own team. But I'm just going to take it that if you remove one of these five players, you'll be happy with the rest of the squad. So if I was wildcarding this week, I would definitely have Salah and Haaland. I think you can get away with not having both of them. If I had to have one for the next four to five weeks, it'd probably be Salah and then I'd want Haaland after that. But preferably you have both. So they would definitely be in there. I wouldn't sacrifice them. I think my third player would be Son. Now I am quite high up on Saka as an FPL option. I think Arsenal fixtures are good. He's the most nailed on. His minutes are great. He takes some penalties. But I think with Son, you've got a much better goal threat playing as that number nine. We know that goals are worth more than assists. I think his minutes look great. They've got no Europe to contend with or anything like that. And although we don't know for sure, I'm my money would be on him being first choice penalty taker. Madison was asked about it, and he said something like it's about who's confident. They all practice them in uh, training and stuff like that. And look, which player is confident in that Spurs team? Definitely James Madison. But I think Son will probably be on penalties. And if we assume that, I think he's probably ahead of Saka, even though Spurs fixtures are slightly worse than Arsenal. 
So then the one that I would sacrifice would have to be Saka or Watkins. Now, I was asked last week, if you were only bringing in one, which one would I go for? And I think for game weeks 10 to 12, I probably would have said Watkins because of that Luton at home fixture. But if it was from now for the next eight game weeks, I'd probably go for Saka. Because although we give some penalties away, he's probably going to take more than Watkins does because we know Douglas Louise's first choice at Villa. I think he's a midfielder, so you've got that extra point for a clean sheet, extra point for a goal. And if we look at the underlying stats, and I'm checking them on fantasy football hub if you want to look at this stuff plus the other tools yourself links in the description below the problem with looking on the fpl site is it includes penalties and obviously you have to factor that into your decision but it's worth looking at open play threat as well so for watkins his goal threat is going to be higher than saka 0.49 non-penalty expected goals per 90 that is very good especially when he plays 90 minutes so i'm not discounting him as an option uh, and if we look at saka i'll just go on to midfielders He's at 0.28. So his goal threat is quite a bit lower, but his assist threat is quite a bit higher. So overall, I just think the fact that he's listed as a midfielder and going to take some penalties probably puts him above Watkins, but there really isn't much in it. And there is, of course, a price... No, yeah, there's a bit of a price difference between the two, but not a huge amount. Saka is, what, 8.6 now, and Watkins is 8.4. So yeah, really nothing in it. I just think with Villa's fixtures, from now until, I don't know, game week 16... They got to play Spurs away, Man City at home, and Arsenal at home. They can score in those games, right? They're a really good attack. Unai Emery's got them playing great football, and they've got good fixtures outside of that. But Saka until whenever that was, game week 16, the hardest fixtures are Newcastle away this week and Villa away, and you also get Burnley at home and Luton away as part of that. So Watkins would be the one I would sacrifice, but please keep in mind before you get very frustrated about that, I'm answering a specific question. If you've got Watkins and you do not need to sell him, guess what? You should definitely keep hold of him. If you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on podcast and enjoying the content, share it with your friends and make sure to rate five stars as well. And if you want to check out Fantasy Football Hub, all the links you need are in the description below. Otherwise, I'll catch you for final thoughts after the press conferences tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.